Welcome to the Garage Movement Podcast. Garage Movement is for those who don't need or want a fancy gym. You want to be fit and still be a good mom, a good dad, a good husband, wife, grandma, grandpa, etc. We value our health and lead by example. We are action takers. We find solutions, not excuses. We focus on the positives and not the negatives. We make health and fitness a priority and we will do whatever it takes to become a better version of ourselves. We can do it at home, on our own time, no matter the circumstances. No excuses. Hey, what's going on everyone? Coach Marty here bringing you another episode of the Garage Movement Podcast. So we're going to talk about tracking again. This is part two. The reason there's a part two is because I feel like in that first episode, if you haven't listened to it yet, it's the last episode uh, I did. Um, But we talked a lot about tracking your workouts and the importance of that and uh, having intent in your workouts and, and using timers and keeping score and all those things to basically give you intent instead of just kind of like you know, drifting around through the air, right? Like in your workouts and not having a goal in mind and not being able to see if you're getting better. So the importance of tracking and all that good stuff. But I feel like I left some stuff out. And this is um, more of like, you know, different tools that you can use to, um, you know, track your progress, right? And coming from a very data-driven person, I love looking at analytics and data, I think it's super helpful and super interesting to see different trends and things like that. So um, from my experience, I'm going to share with you what I currently use and some of the things that I do to track that kind of stuff. So a few different things to talk about. I may have even mentioned this a little bit in the last episode. I don't remember. Um, But body composition. So this could be a number of things like, you know, you could you know, the very simple way to do it is just weighing yourself. And and it's really is person to person, right? I think that you should at least weigh yourself once a week. I think that's a really good rule. Um, Even if you're trying to maintain, no matter what your goals are, I think once a week is a really, really good number. I think if you uh, don't track that at least that amount, it could get away from you. And then uh, maybe you track once a month or something like that. And all of a sudden you see that number at a spot you don't want it to be, whether it's too light or too heavy. Um, and you can't make the adjustments, right? Um, so I think a weekly a weekly basis for that is super important. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong personally with even doing it more frequently than that, even every day. Um, maybe it's something you do right before you shower, first thing in the morning, if that's when you shower. Um, just a way to keep an eye on it. Now, if you obsess over it and that becomes gets in your head and things like that definitely don't do that stick to the once a week i think that's perfectly fine okay but moving forward um body fat percentage so there's many different ways to do your body fat and i think this is also super important and it's a great way to measure your health as well so but there's a lot of different ways there's some very high-end ways of doing it such as the dexa scan the bod pod some of those things that you aren't really readily available Um, But then you have some other things that you can definitely do from home that probably are similar in accuracy. All of these things can range anywhere from 2% to 5% accuracy. Um, And the point is to be able to do something repeatable. And I think that is what's important. Even scales, right? Like not all scales are perfectly um, the same. And so anytime you're doing... um, Anytime you're repeating data, you want the exact same thing to be repeated and not use a different tool or anything like that. Otherwise, that kind of ruins the results. So 
anyways uh, bioelectrical impedance so those are like your handheld ones actually a lot of scales have them as well they're like built into the scales now but in my personal opinion um, I think the scale ones are typically high um, from my experience and they're actually drastically high like I'm talking like seven eight percent high um, now that's my personal experience there might be some better ones out there I believe we have like one of the Fitbit ones um, it's the one we have, but I've have used some other ones as well. Um, I just don't think they're that accurate. But my point is, they're relatively consistent. So if that's what you want to track and be consistent with that, that's a good way to do it. Okay. Um, so even if they're a little off, you're still tracking, and I think that's important. Um, but bioelectrical impedance, the handheld ones, I think you can buy them on Amazon. Um, they're they're relatively cheap, maybe forty bucks, fifty bucks. And uh, it's a super easy, quick way to, to regularly do your um, do your body fat. Now, there's also some important things to do when you're doing that is to be consistent with, you know, what time of day you're doing it. Uh, if you just ate before, if you've used a restroom, all those things kind of have a factor in that. If you just worked out, things like that. Um, so all these things should be kind of taken in consideration when you're doing any of these scenarios. Um, now we have uh, at my gym we have uh, an in body. It's very expensive bioelectrical impedance. It's not necessarily something you're going to want for your house, but um, it gives you a lot more data and it's a lot more accurate. So if you had the chance to use that, um, it's definitely a cool thing to, to try out and see all the data that you can get uh, from it. Um, another very popular option is a skinfold. Now skinfold um, again it should be done by the same person. It's kind of hard to do it on yourself. Um, and you should have some experience doing it. So, um, there's definitely ways of doing it wrong. And, um, the, the other big important thing is there's a lot of user error there. So that's not something I necessarily recommend unless you have someone who knows what they're doing and has done it before. Um, and you have them do it every single time. That's probably the best way to do that one. Um, and it's basically like a caliper and they pinch your skin and then they take a measurement they write it down they do that several times in several different areas there's like a three site five site seven site um skin fold um measurements another one would be just circumference measurements so this would be a good one to do at home if you don't have any of the other options um you just get one of those like flexible tape measures and you can just look up online um basically where to measure um and how to do it and how to calculate it and all that kind of stuff um, so those are some options, but again, that's a really good way to track, um, to see where your body fat is fluctuating, right? Um, so kind of going down another route now, now we're going to get into some of the wearables and things like that. Um, so the first wearable that I'm going to talk about is the whoop. Okay. W H O O P. Um, this is something I've been wearing for the last probably year now. And, uh, basically this is what it's going to do it's going to track a ton of cool things it's mostly exercise related but it gives you like a strain score so when you work out and your heart rate goes up obviously you're wearing it in your workout but anyways actually before i even dive into that this is an elastic band so it's, it's super comfortable to wear it's stretchy there's just a little plastic piece on the top the battery lasts uh five to seven days i think they claim and that's pretty true. Um, and you wear it all the time. You wear it when you sleep, you wear it during the day, you wear it when you shower. It's completely waterproof, all that good stuff. There's no screen on it or anything like that. Uh, so there's no distractions with that. Like an Apple Watch, there's a lot of other things you can do with it. Um, but um, 
definitely a good option and, and it's super comfortable to wear all the time uh, versus an Apple Watch. You know, you like to take it off at night, plus you got to charge it at some point, whereas the Whoop lasts a lot longer battery wise. Anyways, um, so a few things that it does strain. So that's going to be just, you know, how much strain you have. Like um, it's going to know when your heart rate's higher than normal and it's going to it's going to detect when you do like physical activity and it's going to ask you and then you can actually get even super detailed with a lot of this stuff and put in details like what you did and all that kind of stuff if you want to get that far into it otherwise it just does it automatically for you and gives you pretty generalized um, strain activity um, another big one is sleep now sleep is super important guys when you're talking about fitness level sleep is always underrated i know everyone talks about you need to get enough sleep but just to name some things and the reason sleep is so important okay so poor sleep is linked to higher body weight so not getting enough sleep is going to affect your hormones and it's going to affect your body and it's typically um, going to affect your body weight so if if you're looking to be healthy um, and be at a good body composition sleep is super important Okay, good sleepers tend to eat fewer calories. I don't know why that is, but that's a fact. Um, good sleep can improve concentration and productivity. So um, not only are you more productive during the day, that might make you have more time in the day so you can do other important things for yourself, uh, spend time with your family, so on and so forth. Um, good sleep can maximize athletic performance. So obviously lacking sleep is going to affect that. Uh, poor sleepers have greater risk of heart disease and stroke. I'm just going to keep reading these. Um, sleep affects glucose metabolism and type 2 diabetes risk. Uh, poor sleep is linked to depression. Sleep improves your immune function. Poor sleep is linked to increased inflammation. So some of these things you guys are probably like, yeah, duh, sleep is important. So this is something that's super cool about the WHOOP, right? So typically they, they recommend not whoop, but in general, they recommend seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Now, before I had the whoop, the, the thing that I always did was, let's just say I was going to bed for me like 11 o'clock, okay? If I woke up at, let's call it, you know, seven o'clock, that's eight hours of sleep, right? Well, it's actually not. So after wearing the whoop and it tracking your sleep, It'll do all those things like track how long you were in bed for and then the quality of sleep and all the different stages. And then it gives you a sleep score and like how much you actually slept and recovered uh, throughout that time in bed. So what I was finding was that even though I was in bed for eight, maybe nine hours, I might only be getting seven, six and a half, seven hours of sleep, excuse me, depending on the night. So that kind of woke me up a little bit. And so what's cool about it is they also have like a sleep trainer. So if you regularly get up at a certain time, you could plug that in the app and you'll get a notification every single day that says, hey, you need to make up the sleep that you missed last night or whatever. Uh, you need to go to bed at this time. And it's kind of pretty cool that it does that. And you can also like select like, hey, I want to have a performance day or I just want to get by tomorrow, whatever. And that'll adjust like how much time you actually spent in bed based off of your sleep quality like um so it kind of adjusts based off of you which is super cool so i really really like that now i know there's some other things uh trackers out there i know fitbit does it i know apple watch i think is about to start doing it i'm not sure if they do it yet i don't use it because again i like to charge my watch at night so um i don't actually use the apple watch for a lot of its uh, tracking features um, i actually just like it for the watch aspect and the notifications and all that good stuff so um so anyways, that's a sleep aspect. Okay, so we got strain, we got sleep. Um, 
Then a big one is HRV. Okay, so that's heart rate variability. So it's basically the measure of the variation in, in time between each heartbeat. Okay, so this is direct correlation with your uh, nervous system. And um, basically, it's widely considered one of the best objective um, metrics for physical fitness and determining your body's readiness to perform. So like, um, you know, it's basically recovery, right? Like, is your nervous system ready? So a lot of times people think of like overtraining as being super sore and this and that, but a lot of times it has to do with your nervous system. Like, is your nervous system really ready to take on a lot of strain? So, um, it's a super cool thing to measure and everyone's HRV is actually different. So like my score versus someone else's just because mine might be higher or lower doesn't mean I'm more in shape or less in shape or whatever. So um, it's just, it's it's something that the, the WHOOP actually learns and then is able to measure over time. So again, it's just um, consistent data and it's personalized towards you. Another very common one is resting heart rate. Obviously, the lower your resting heart rate, the more in shape you are. And uh, some days are higher than lo than lower, and that has to do with both recovery. So a lot, what it does is actually it takes all these different things. It takes your strain. It takes your sleep quality. It takes your HRV. It takes your resting heart rate. It takes a lot of this data, and then it gives you a recovery score. So every single morning, you get a notification, and it gives you a recovery score. It's in a percentage and a color code. So you got yellow, red, uh, green, yellow, and red. And uh, it's pretty cool to see your trends over time. So I really, really like the Whoop. And again, some people don't like it. They say it's not accurate or whatever. But again, I think it's one of those things that's like, as long as it's consistent, it, it's important. And it's it's a great way to measure. Um, and uh, I, uh, I really like that. And for me, which sounds crazy is like, you know, this is kind of off topic, but like, if you had a few drinks, you know, the night before and you get a, a crappy quality of sleep, like I know when I have a few drinks and I go to bed, I don't sleep well. I feel like I don't sleep well. Like I feel like I never hit that deep sleep. And then I wake up in the morning and I'm red. So it's like it shows that it actually is, you know, it's making a difference. It's not just like random or whatever. So I, I, I truly think it has some pretty good accuracy, um, at least from my experience. So I really, really like the whoop. So the other thing that I really like, so the WHOOP does track your heart rate, but it's not huge on like zone training and that kind of thing. So something that we started at the gym or got at the gym was a um, heart rate strap um, from my zone. So a heart rate strap is one that goes around your chest and it's got a little plastic piece to it and it measures your heart rate in your workout. So obviously you're only wearing it in your workout, but uh, what I really like about heart rate training is um, it's different from person to person and it adjusts based off of your fitness level. So, um, but it really allows you to actually give a good idea of where you're at in your workout when sometimes mentally you're not feeling it that day, but maybe you look at a quick glance at your phone and you see the big color on the screen. So there's five zones, I believe on the, on the, my zone. And, uh, it, it's really cool to be able to see like, Oh, I'm only in the yellow, even though I feel like I'm in the red. So mentally I'm ready to slow down, but um, knowing that I see that data, I'm able to say, okay, never mind, ignore <laughs> my mental weakness right now and be able to push a little bit more or vice versa. Some days you're like, I feel really good. But then like, you know, two minutes into a workout, you're in the red, which is the highest zone. 
which you don't want to be the whole time for sure. That's something that you only want to spend maybe two to three minutes an entire workout in. Um, so you're able to say, okay, I need to slow down because this is a 15, 20 minute workout and I'm already in the red in the first couple of minutes. So it's a very useful tool, just another tool to use to, to kind of manage your workouts. Now, what's really cool about this is when we talk about like aerobic capacity and um, improving that, a lot of people think like just getting your heart rate up and working out is going to improve your aerobic capacity. Well, there's different stages of where your body's pulling energy from, and I'm not going to get crazy scientific into it, but a lot of times your aerobic zones, I'm sure you've seen on treadmills and stuff before, they show like zones and stuff, and they'll say like fat burning zone, and it's like the blue, right? So there is a time and a place to do these lower intensity, longer duration uh, workouts to improve your aerobic base, improve your body's ability to burn fat as energy inside of your workout. A lot of times when you do a high intensity workout, um, you're getting into these other energy zones that are primarily uh, glucose and um, primary glucose related. And, um, and so my point is, if you can get your body to be more efficient in using fat as energy, um, you're, you're basically going to be more fit as well. So um, now the importance of doing these high intensity training is we've talked about this before, but um, because it's improving your metabolism and uh, a lot of times after a, um, after a high intensity workout, your body's burning more um, calories and more fat uh, throughout the day because you're at that lower heart rate throughout the day, obviously, and that's where your body's getting its energy from. So um, there's that kind of post-exercise oxygen consumption, which is essentially more calories burned, higher metabolism for the next 24 to 48 hours. So that's kind of the importance of that. But my point is that you can train those lower zones. And what's cool about the, uh, the my zone aspect of it is um, there's a lot of different zone training. So it'll say, you know, like... Um, you know, training the blue for this amount of time, the yellow in this amount of time, the green in this amount of time, the red for this amount of time, and then the like intervals based off your heart rate instead of just intervals based off of time, right? So it's a little bit more specific to you and your current fitness level with your zone. So that's pretty cool how that works as well. So I really like that actually as a, a tool to track inside of workouts. Now, the other cool thing is it gives you um, calories burned, but also gives you effort points. So just because you burn more calories doesn't mean you're better than the person next to you. So you can actually get effort points uh, based off how much time you're spending in your individual zones. So it's just another cool data point. Um, with both of these apps, there's actually groups and things that you can join. So for instance, if we had a garage movement group um, or you know we have a Crooked River CrossFit group for my, our my zones, so you can see other people's um, workouts and their zones and their maps burned and um, it gives you rewards for hitting certain milestones and stuff like that. So definitely overall, very cool, um, way to track. So if you like that stuff, um, let me know and I can probably, uh, get you a strap at a discount. So, um, but anyways, um, so those are some super, um, super cool ways to, to just track some different stuff. Now there's obviously other stuff out there. There's Fitbit, there's the Apple watch, of course, um, but these are the two that I really like to use, and um, I think it's super important to keep track of your um, your data, your 
you know, some of these things that, that you need this kind of stuff to track um, and, and track it over time and see if you're improving. So um, anyways, just wanted to talk about those few things. And um, I really like to use those um, because I'm that data driven person. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And um, if you guys have any questions or recommendations or anything, feel free to reach out to me. Um, and uh, again, thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you guys in the next podcast. If you're looking to better yourself and start working out, or maybe you want to switch things up and work out from home, then I want to invite you to try Garage Movement free for 14 days. With Garage Movement, you're going to get an app that delivers you daily workouts, even if you're a beginner. We also have options if you have zero equipment, a full home gym, or anything in between. To get your 14-day free trial, visit garagemovement.com today. Thanks for listening to the Garage Movement Podcast. This is Coach Marty, and I'll catch you in the next one.